This is episode 576 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Online Privacy, The Complete Guide. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, if you are online, which probably means every single one of you that is listening to this podcast, this article that I'm about to read is for you. So I'm going to go ahead and just jump right in. It comes to us from ModernSurvivalOnline.com. Again, that's ModernSurvivalOnline.com. And the article is entitled Online Privacy, The Complete Guide. Let's go ahead and start reading. Before you start reading, try this. Google your first name with middle initial and the state you live in. What did you find? Your home address, your phone number, where you work, a map to your home, The amount of information that is available on us is enormous and disturbing. Our lives are exposed and wide open on the internet. Prior to about 1995, if you wanted information on someone, it was not easy. You would have to search in a phone book in the city in which they lived, so you would need to know at least their citywide location. You could call information, get their phone number, and possibly address If you wanted more than that, you would have to go to the town or county hall of records and search manually through binders or microfilm. You might have to sign in. It could take anywhere from minutes, if you were lucky, to hours to several days to find what you were looking for as you dug through records. If you were there more than an hour, you would get noticed. You would also have to be very determined to keep looking for more than an hour or two. An alternative would be to hire a private detective to look on your behalf. Today, all you need is a device, a Wi-Fi connection, and a few seconds, and everyone's life's history will be laid bare in front of you. Your online activity is monitored by advertisers who want your demographics so they can market their products and services to you. Law enforcement may monitor your activities. It is an automatic response to say, well, if you are not doing anything wrong, you don't have anything to worry about. Okay, I agree with part of that. Don't do things you know are illegal and educate yourself about what online activities are illegal if you want to be a law-abiding civilian. However, there is a more complex dynamic at work here. Social psychology studies long ago established that human behavior changes under observation. Many studies since the original seminal research has confirmed this over and over. If you know you are being watched or may be watched, you will alter your behavior. This is an infringement on your freedom of choice. With the utmost respect for the fine men and women in law enforcement, they are human, meaning they are fallible and flawed, as I am, and as well, all are. The system they work in is flawed and packed with shortcomings. The last thing you need is to find yourself in a position where you will have to defend yourself against criminal charges stemming from a misunderstanding or overzealous prosecutor. Even worse, you will be tried, convicted, and sentenced in the Supreme Court of Social Media where there is no appeal process. Regardless of whether you did it or not, you did it. 
The truth is whatever people think it is. You have the right to decide who you will let in. Here are some tools to enhance your privacy. Keep in mind that none of these methods are flawless. They will also have improved utility when multiple methods are combined as a series of overlapping security features. In another article, I have explored the concept of becoming hard to kill, attributed to Tim Kennedy. Now let's take this another direction. If someone wants to hack into your computer or monitor your internet activity, committing electronic theft and assault, make sure they have to work harder for it than anything they have ever done. All right, guys, so before we go into it, and I love what he does here. He starts talking about the layers. It's the same idea when we're talking about home security. The more layers you put into your home security or to your home, then the harder it is for thieves or robbers to break in. And so they're looking like, no, I see some bushes here. I see some lights. I see that they have a burglar system or alarm system. And so, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next uh, the, to the next house, which is a little bit easier to get into. The same idea goes for your online surfing and your online uh, internet browsing as well. And so what's going to follow here in this article are different layers that you can put in to make it harder for hackers to find your important information. Hopefully they try to give up and they move on to someone else to an easier target. So let's go ahead and jump into this first layer. Layer number one, search engines, passwords, and updates. Start with your search engine. I have not used Google in a long time as they are the most notorious for information gathering. There are other search engines that do not collect your private data. Start page is one option. It is fast and can access huge amounts of information. Another option, which is the ultimate in online security, is Tor which uses a series of randomly unpredictable bounces from one server to the next around the world. This makes for slow but very secure browsing. All right, so he said the ultimate in online security for Tor. There's people that would say otherwise, and so you need to do a little bit more research on that. All right, and I'll tell you, there, there are some scary things there when you're talking about search engines and what they get. Uh, what they can get from you. And so I, I have mentioned these things before in the past, and uh, I'll touch on a few of these things when we get to the end of this article. The next thing up is IP or internet, internet provider hiders. Your computer is constantly sending out your IP or internet provider address every time you go online. The city and state in which you are sending from, a unique number identifying your computer, and your internet service provider will all be sent to whatever site you are visiting. An IP hider will bounce your IP to another location or otherwise generate a decoy. All right, so you know when you go to a website and you see some of the ads and they, they're targeting your city and they'll say, see what's going on in, in Houston, Texas or whatever, right? That is because they're able to look at your IP address and identify you from what city you are, you know, what city you're in, and they're able to serve that up to you. And so that's the reason why you want to have an IP hider. I want to say also there are a lot of links in this article that you can click on different things that he's providing, especially a software and maybe some extensions that might be helpful for you to help you with online privacy. Next, you can get a VPN or a virtual private network. 
A VPN will perform several security functions, including masking or altering your IP address and hiding your location. VPNs create a private communications tunnel instead of broadcasting your internet use for almost anyone to see. For instructions on setting up a VPN, click here. There are also VPN extensions available for Firefox users. So one is Browsex VPN and Hawks VPN Proxy. So guys, do your research on those. Next up, your password. Make a long password, more than eight characters, using misspelled nonsense phrases and a combination of numbers and characters and upper and lowercase letters. Do not use the same password for every site you access. Change your password frequently. You can check the strength of your password in terms of how long it would take a computer to crack it on several sites. So there are a couple of links here. How secure is my password? Password strength meter. How secure is my password? So three different links there that you can click on. And then lastly in this section, layer one, would be install updates. Keep your computer fresh by installing updates as recommended. Many of these updates contain security patches. So layer number two are ad blockers. Every site you visit will be noted and advertisements tailored to your browsing habits will be recorded. Future sites you visit will display these ads. Why is this a big deal? Ads are another form of surveillance. Your browsing habits can also be sold to other advertisers. They also slow your browser down and can be intrusive when you are trying to work. Two of my favorite and minimally intrusive ad blockers are Ghostry and Adblocker Plus. Again, links to that. Layer number three, antivirus software, spam blockers, and disk cleaners. A virus is a malignant piece of software that is loaded onto your computer without your knowledge or consent. A virus may gather your confidential information, such as passwords or account numbers, or cause your computer to crash. While a virus can be spread between computers, a worm is a subtype of virus that is a bit different. It infiltrates your computer and spreads throughout your system, replicates itself, and spreads to other computers without you ever knowing it and without any inadvertent action on your part, such as sending someone a file. A Trojan is a virus hidden within a benign appearing piece of software. All three can damage your computer and other computers. You want both real-time and scanning protection. A real-time antivirus program is constantly scanning your computer for threats and grabbing, isolating, and killing them. You can also scan your computer periodically to check for any virus the real-time protection may have missed. You can have redundant antivirus programs, but do not get two with real-time protection. If they both detect the same virus and grab hold of it, your system will lock up. I was advised not to do this by an IT guy. So of course, I did exactly what he warned me not to do and what he warned me would happen, happened. I had to nuke my computer, meaning a complete system reset, which took about 10 hours to complete. So ransomware is another problem. Your computer will be locked and you will receive a message indicating that you have to pay a fee to get it unblocked. There is specific software designed to protect you from ransomware. Some of those are AVG, Avira, and Avast. Next up, keep your computer clean as possible. Every day, run a disk cleaning program to wipe your footprints clean. This helps your computer to run faster and operate more efficiently as well. Within days, gigabytes of electronic crud can accumulate on your computer, slowing it down. There's a couple of uh, softwares here, CC Cleaner or C C 
Seek Cleaner is what it is. Clean Master and Wise Disk Cleaner. Then there's spam blockers. And there is <laughs> there is this, uh, I guess this is a quote from an email that you might get. And so here you go. Uh, quote, I have been involved in a great business deal. I, gentleman from Uganda, emailed me as said, I could quadruple my investment in one month. The initial investment was 10000 but for a limited time, I could get in on this deal with only 1000 I decided to go for it. He said it was guaranteed, so what could go wrong? End quote. All right, so <laughs> hopefully most of y'all that get stuff like that just automatically delete it, right? All right, so moving on, you will be bombarded with nonsense offer emails like the one above. This is an example of spam, an email that offers you something useless or involves you in a scam. Oversee investment opportunities, mail enhancement products, beautiful Russian brides, beautiful Asian brides, beautiful teeth, remove your skin tags, get your windows insulated, and so on and so forth. If you open one of these emails, this will confirm to the sender they have a live viable address and they will share it with their low-life bottom-feeding friends and you will get even more spam. If you click on a link on a piece of spam, you may also load an aforementioned virus, worm, or trojan into your computer. Get a good quality spam blocker. Options include spam fighter and mail washer. And then layer four is opt out of public record service. I refer to public record services as stalker services. These are the sites I alluded to in the introduction to this article. It puts all of our public records info in one place and makes it accessible within seconds. There is way too much information available for a small fee. For incremental fees, even more information can be obtained. Go to one of the major people finders such as Intellis and peoplefinder.com, opt out. You may have to look hard to find the opt out, but it is there. Once you opt out of several of the major public record searches, it will infiltrate to many of the rest as the people finders tend to get their information by mining the other large people finders. The three public record services that he is mentioning that you should opt out are peoplefinders.com, Intelias, and Direct Mail. And again, guys, there's links to all of these if you want to go and opt out. So in conclusion, you have the right to privacy. Our right to privacy has steadily eroded since the onset of the internet about 1995 and terrorism coming to America in 2001. We have all been placed under a microscope. I recall reading in a photography book many years ago that suggested that traveling photographers take care in paranoid third world regimes and not photograph power plants, dams, bridges, or anything that is involved with infrastructure, military, corrections, or law enforcement. I pictured some fragile African or South American nation on the edge of a coup d'etat or invasion from a neighbor where everybody was on edge and on the lookout for saboteurs or intelligence operatives. Surely that would never happen in America. Times have changed. One evening I was at a ferry dock getting ready to photograph the sunset. One of the ferry crew came over and asked me what I was doing there. I couldn't loiter and I better not even begin to think of going down that hill that's private property, and so on. I wonder what police department he was kicked off of or failed to qualify for. I wasn't loitering. I was in a public area with a purpose, photographing the sunset. This was a reflection of a society that has become anxious and uptight. Terrorists achieved a major and enduring psychological victory in 2001 with their attacks on the World Trade Center and Pentagon. 
One of the primary goals of terrorism is to sow fear and to influence government to make repressive or intrusive laws and policies. This is the reality we have to work with. We have to take responsibility of our own privacy. Every time you go online, you have to think of it as opening a door or a window. All right, guys. So not too long ago, I remember talking about a Jan Markell episode, and she is a Christian um, radio personality, but I listened to her you know, through the podcast, and uh, normally I download it on Saturdays. I, I believe she comes on on Saturdays, and um, she talked about, well, her partner, Eric Barger, did, um, did a, a little bit of a talk on Google. Well, actually, he discussed and did an article on a Fox News report. And one of the Fox News personalities went out and he had his phone and he had turned off all the location. He turned off Wi-Fi. He turned off all of that information. And then he went around the city. And, you know, Google allows you to download all the information that they have on you. And it's gigs and gigs gigs of information. And so anyway, he goes and he does all this stuff. You know, he goes all over the place. And in some cases, I believe even the phone might have been turned off. And then he gets back to to the office and he turns on his phones and he turns on Wi-Fi. He turns on all that stuff. And then after a while, he downloads his information from Google. And what would you know that Google had all the information the places that he traveled, even when his phone was off. And so it wasn't transmitting when the phone was off, but it's like gathering all that information. And the minute you turn it on and you get to a Wi-Fi connection, it's uploading it to Google and it, and then you download it. And so guys, that's, that's every provider. And what they'll tell you is they're doing that so that they can get a better idea so that they can help serve up you know, have a better user experience for you so that when you go to Google, they kind of already know what you want, right? It's kind of amazing. You go to Google and it's serving you up things that you already know. I remember sitting in a meeting one time and one of the one of the members of, of the, the committee said, oh, hey, look, my husband just arrived at his location. He was on a plane trip. And she said, that's really weird because that information is nowhere on my phone, you know? And so somehow Google or whatever services, I can't remember if it was an iPhone or not. I believe it was an iPhone. Whatever services she was using linked both of them together and sent her a message. Hey, your husband's plane has arrived at its location. That's pretty scary right there when you think about all those types of things. One other thing that I want to talk about really quickly, and I thought this was really, really strange. Have you ever gone and you, of course, you've had this experience. So I, I'm saying, have you ever? So you go and you visit a website and you, you're looking up whatever it might be. And then you go to another website and all of a sudden you start seeing ads for that. Well, that's because they're serving up cookies and they're doing all that kind of stuff. And so they are targeting you with those ads because they know what you looked for, right? So it's like you go to Amazon or you visited something, you looked up uh, something on Amazon before, and then you go back to Amazon and they start showing it to you on the sides or you visit a website, they start showing you the things that you wanted on the sides and you know that just starts popping up. So let me share with you something even scarier. Last year, I went to a conference and there was a thing that my supervisor wanted us to look at. It is uh, a pie 
So it's basically a, a small little Android device um, that students can program. And then the, the big deal that she wanted us to look at was you can put this device so kids can build laptops and they can do experiments and they can do all this kind of stuff. So you have this device and you put it inside of uh, basically uh, a laptop that's gutted out. And so it has a keyboard, but then it has all the wires and stuff like that. And so she had mentioned that she wanted us to look at it and, and, and that was it, right? So, you know, she mentioned that on, I believe in the plane trip. And so while we were in the convention and the conference hall, we were walking around and I saw this, uh, this thing and I would mention it to my friend who was walking with us and we started talking about it. We stopped at the booth. We looked at it. We were doing all that kind of stuff. I had never researched it ever before online at all ever, ever, ever. She just mentioned it to us. We went to go to the conference center. We saw it. We talked about it. And then when I was at the hotel later on getting online to upload different things and, and do things I needed to do, what do you know? Advertisements for this one specific device started popping up. And again, I didn't do any research whatsoever. I didn't search it out. There would have been no history on my computer, but somehow, and a lot of people will say that your phone is listening to you, right? So your phone is listening to you, you're connected, and somehow it starts serving it up. So maybe you have had that experience before. If you haven't, I think it's just about time. So again, they tell you the reason they're doing it is for a, you know providing a good user experience. I believe to a point that's true. But that doesn't mean that all that data, all that data is going somewhere and that data is building a profile on you. And that data could be used for bad reasons. Bad, bad guys could get in charge of that and use it for very bad reasons. And so they got a profile. They, they know what you like. They know where you go to eat. They know what you, you know, what you search for. They know all that kind of stuff. So it's good to take some precautions. Again, it's good to take some layers. Should we fear? Man, it's like you can't live life anymore without being online. Just like you can't ever tell if someone is going to break into your home. That's why you put layers in your home to protect you and your family from the bad guys that want to come in and want to steal and do harm. The same thing online. You protect yourself online so that you can protect yourself from the bad guys that want to do harm. Be smart and you know take advantage of these layers. So this might be an article that you want to go check out. Definitely there are a lot of links here. You might want to start putting some of these things in place and you know start put building these layers in you know in your online uh, ways of doing things, right? And you, the way that you search and the way that you live your life online. And so like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can easily come over to modernsurvivalonline.com and do a little bit more uh, research and click on some of these links. I do want to say there are three comments and one of the comments was uh, talked a little bit about Tor, and they said that Tor was developed by the Navy, and they talk a little bit about that. But again, I think you should do your own research. Come on over to this article and uh, read it a little bit more carefully, and maybe even click on some of these uh, these softwares and these articles and these links, and see what you can add to your computers. 
Well, everyone, that's it for episode 576. I hope I didn't freak you out too, too much. But because of that, you want to make sure that you subscribe to the Prepper Website Podcast so that you can always stay up to date and know what is going on and how you can protect yourself and your family. So if you have not subscribed to the Prepper Website Podcast, go to the search function in your podcast catcher and search for the prepperwebsitepodcast.com. We are on all the major networks and that way you can subscribe and never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Safe Goodness. How about that? And take a moment to connect with me. I have a link in the show notes so that you can join the Prepper Website email list. And with that, Choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.